it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me, as always, is Wheels Wienicker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I mean, when your team is not even really in the league anymore, it's depressing, but at a certain point, then you get to, like, appreciate the NFL for just, like, having a good season, and it's, you know, but this is such a bad season. This is, like, the worst season ever. Well, you finally won a game this week. Yeah, but I'm rooting for them to lose at this point. Yeah. Was there anybody in America who was happy when that game went to overtime? I guess people who bet the over or something. I don't know. I don't, no, it was already over. Um, yeah. the, I, 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 it's it's no, so it frustrating. It was way oh, under. Yeah, I don't yeah you're right. You right, right. couldn't hit the over anyway. You, maybe it could be a scorigami, though. No, because it was 14-14 going on overtime. Yeah. So there's, yeah. No, there's no scorigami at that point. No. I'm, yeah. Everyone should check out the, uh, the scorigami video. It's on... Uh, yeah. I think it's at J O N B O I S. John Boy, John Boyus. He's got an underscore in there. But if you follow oh. either one of us, we both tweeted out about it yesterday. Yeah, oh, it's you, like the best thing of the whole year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said that Chart Party is the best show of 2016, and you said that that video specifically is better than any movie in decades. So we both oh, what is Chart Party? Chart Party is the show he does every week. This is just this week's episode of Chart Party. Oh, I didn't know. I, he does this every week, but this is obviously the best thing he's done. Uh, they're all good. If you're a nerd, it's, it's right funny because I've like I've seen his Twitter avi. It's like like Tigger or something like that. No, but... it's Hobbs from Kevin and Hobbs. Oh, yeah. Hobbs from you're right. The same thing, right? They're both tigers. Yeah, like Hobbs <laughs> was stolen from Tigger. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're like off the rails because it's a visual thing and there's a podcast. But everyone should check that out. Uh, if you can't find it, ask me or Chester. This is the second time, second day in a row that we are uh, talking on the phone. Yesterday we spoke for over an hour on the phone. Well, we didn't speak. We, we did like, yelled. Speak. We yelled for over an hour on the phone yesterday. Yeah, but but we didn't record it, which is the saddest part. Oh, yeah. It would have been the best podcast we've ever done. No question. Yeah. So how about we'll we'll push that to the end of this mm-hmm. podcast. We'll sort of we'll recap that argument and see if there's any resolution or, or if, you know, we'll figure that out. But we'll get to that at the end. I mean, hopefully the resolution uh, is you get hit by a car. <laughs> So you were telling me before we came on the air that one of your listeners said that you used to be nice to me on the Seinfeld podcast. What happened? <laughs> now you're rooting for my death. Not just root for your death. I would hit on your wife at your funeral. <laughs> just just I like mean, annoy your corpse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We had a big fight this week, but we're over it, I think. Um, yeah. we, it was related to the pool of pools. A lot of passion for the pool of pools. All right, we'll talk about it at the end because the, the, yeah. the only concerns is a select few dozen people. 
Yeah, well, let's let's start with something for us for a second that only concerns a select few dozen people. Ooh, so the that's good podcasting. Yeah, the uh, good segue. Yeah, the thirty-two fans uh, pick them regular season came to a close, and I sent an email to everybody updating them. Uh, I uh, somehow I managed to pull a victory defeat from the jaws of victory, and I was uh, I was you know in the playoffs the entire season until the end of the final week when I somehow missed the playoff spot, and you ended up in in the uh, one seed. So you have a bye this week. Yeah. Yeah, and we, I, I'm in the 97th percentile on ESPN. There's probably only like 10% that do picks every week, but yeah. So I, so I'm in the 94th percentile on ESPN, and I know you know what the 50th percentile is on ESPN. What? 20 points. Oh, so nobody makes their picks. People sign up and don't make their picks. Yeah. So the 50th percentile is 20, which means that half the people quit after one week. So what they should really do, yeah, they should only count people who actually actively pick every week. Right. It's like the percentages. This is going to be super nerdy, and everyone's already shut off the podcast, but like. If you if you do an ESPN fantasy league and it tells you percentage owned, but like Same problem. it doesn't factor in like it doesn't factor in like NL only leagues or you know the size of the Forget league that, that it doesn't factor in all the people who like I have a league created on ESPN. Yeah, but there's undroppable people and uh, like it still doesn't work that way. No, what I'm saying, but I have I have many leagues created that don't even exist. I just create them because I want to try out a draft or do something like that, and then you know I, instead of doing a mock draft, I just do a mock league. Oh yeah, a public league, a public league. There's a lot of dead leagues out there. Yeah, a lot of dead leagues. Yeah, but what I would like to know is to ask somebody like like Zach Brooks, for example, uh, not to call you out, Zach, but you have 110 points, which means that you are in last place in our pool among people who did not miss a week of picks. So what percentile is Zach at 110? That's what I'd be curious about. All to right, know. this is maybe the least interesting thing uh, I've ever heard. Anyways, so. yeah, so it's the playoffs this week. We got uh, the three-seed Bryant is facing the 10-seed uh, Mike Clark. Oh, we're doing more th- of this? I'm just announcing the matchups this week so people know who to root for. The four seed Tom Ross is facing the eight seed Dan Birkin. I'm ro- Seriously, seed- at this point, I'm rooting for an asteroid to hit the Earth. <laughs> the five seed Jake Lewin is ma- is facing the seven seed Eddie Johnson. Oh the six seed Jake Larson is facing the nine seed Ryan Soa. And then, because Akiva and uh, and uh, Jeff Peskin in the two seed have buys, oh the uh, we have three way matchups. So we have eleven David Kingston, fourteen John Shapiro, sixteen Jim Crumley uh, in a three way matchup. And then we have. Uh, 12, Jeremy Island, 13, Nick Nickish, and 15, Emily Easterly, who had a uh, tremendous comeback to grab the last playoff spot uh, in another three-way matchup. Bad luck to all of you this week because I'm out of the playoffs, so I'm bitter. Who cares? And you're out of the playoffs and you still talk, want to talk about this. All right, let's talk yeah, about well, – what... Hold on. We do, we do award one-third of the pot to the person who ends up with the most points. So even if you're out of the playoffs like me, you can uh, still make a comeback. Yeah, but what if that. you're listening to this and you're not in this pick'em league? Then, then how does this help well, you? Why are you listening to our podcast and not participating in our pools? Okay, but yeah, are you? Right. There's only like thirty something people in that pool. Are you like insinuating that we yeah. have less yeah, no, than forty right. listeners? Okay, right. okay so, so what's our next topic of conversation? Well, there's not. That's not a conversation. Just please give us an iTunes review. We don't have any, right? Like we haven't gotten any in a while. Yeah, it takes thirty seconds. All right, so let's jump right into the uh, the week fifteen games. We will do our worst to first in terms of the uh, crappiness of the games. So we will start with the uh, the worst game of the week. The Cleveland Browns at zero and thirteen are going to Buffalo at six and seven. The Bills are actually still alive. They can still make the playoffs. So, yeah, but if yes, look at this point, any team where you're saying, well, they're actually still alive, obviously the scenario starts with assuming they win out. But even if the Bills win out, w- what's their path to get to the playoffs? I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. Okay. So if the, if the Bills win out, that means that they also beat the Dolphins as one of those games, okay? Mm-hmm. So if they win out, all they need is for the Dolphins to, to lose one other game and the Broncos to lose one other game, and then they need to have a greater scoring differential than both the Dolphins and the Broncos. So it's not impossible. No, not impossible. Uh, not impossible. But they're and not going to win out. I, it just feels like... I mean, I mean I they're talking, The idea that people were even talking about benching Tyra Taylor for EJ yeah. Manuel, like if they had some exciting rookie, I, I, you know, no problem. Six and seven, but go Re- for it. Rex Ryan is the same coach 
who once announced, well, now our team's eliminated from the playoffs. And then they ended up making the playoffs that year. Yes, and almost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're playing Cleveland at home this week. That's a win, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, RG3 was, was yeah. RG0 last week. He was so yeah. bad. They're, they're hosting the Dolphins next week. I would say that, you know, at worst, that's a toss-up, but I think they're going to win that game. In well, Matt Moore, you know? Matt Moore, they have to be a heavy yeah. favorite. And then in Week 17, they're facing the Jets. They they destroyed the Jets in Week 17 last right, I mean, year. When, if you take out Tannehill and put in Moore, and that's three of like, the bottom seven teams in the league. Yeah, well, is there a huge difference between Tannehill and Moore? We'll have to wait and see. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Moore at points in his career has been decent, but now he's like decrepit and... Because the Dolphins lost Tannehill, and because the Broncos have such a tough schedule, if the Bills went out, they can make the playoffs, and it's not impossible. They have a very okay. good scoring differential, so we'll see. But yeah, this is still a crappy game. Not much to say there. Uh, number 15, we have San Francisco, who probably clinched the number, the number two pick in the draft, finding a way to lose to you guys last week. Uh, and they are at Atlanta. Atlanta, you know, destroyed the Rams last week, and even if Julio sits again, they're obviously going to destroy San Francisco. So not much to say about this game. I mean, the Niners are just so bad. I mean, the weird thing about the Niners-Jets game last week is I was watching the end of the 1 o'clock on Red Zone. You know, and normally I would be very attuned to, like, when is the Jet game starting, but not when they're 3-9. and nine. I'm, You know, I don't mind missing the first 10 minutes of the game. So, but the Red Zone does something annoying sometimes, which is, like, they start showing the 4 o'clock games, like, while the 1 o'clock games are still good, which I actually don't want to see. I never want to see. I don't know if this bothers you. Yeah, you, you, really, yeah, you don't want to cut to the first, yeah. Yeah, like, don't show me, like, Philip Rivers at the 40, which is what they yeah. do every time. I'd rather see a replay of I'd rather see a commercial game. of a close 1 o'clock game than the 4 o'clock yeah. game. I'm not emotionally yeah, ready. For mentally, you're right. you got to finish the 1 o'clock games and then yeah. move to the 4 o'clock games. Totally. Unless there's a game that go, unless there's one game left and it's like, you know. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares and it's Rams in overtime. And, oh, and yeah. if, like, there's a timeout, fine. But the, the 1 o'clock game's better essentially be over before you get into the freaking Chargers Raiders game you're showing me every week. Yeah. So Jets are down 14 nothing, and, like, by the time I turn it on, and I'm like, well, it's four minutes in and it's 14 nothing, And then you realize the Jets got the ball first, and they're losing for 14 nothing in four minutes. And it's like, oh, they're going to lose. <laughs> People are tweeting, like, Jets are on pace to lose 168 to nothing. And The um, first five minutes of the last two Jets games, I've never seen a team try less hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they don't try hard. They have so many guys on their team that literally aren't running. But the next 55 minutes of the Colts game was the same this week against San Francisco. Is it just that San Francisco's so bad? So bad. So bad. I mean, they should have yeah. buried the Jets. The Jets couldn't. The Jets are the number one rush defense in the NFL, and Carl's Hyde destroyed them. So they weren't even, yeah. like, doing anything. All right. So that's enough talk about those two games. Atlanta and mm-hmm. Buffalo, both at home. Uh, both need to win, and both are going to win. Um, let's get to games that are I would uh, grade as mediocre games, uh, two-star games. We have uh, the Packers at Chicago. Obviously, the Packers need to win out or at least, you know, need to keep winning to stay alive, and uh, they're going to do it. Although, it's, it's, it's a road divisional game, so that's why I have it as two stars rather than one. And Chicago's looked a little bit frisky. I mean, they almost beat the Lions in Detroit last week. Uh, yeah, Mar- Matt Barkley is—I said last week he was good, and now he was pretty decent. Or th- I think the, third, the first game he played was good. Maybe the second—has he played three? The second he was bad, and now he was good yeah. again. Well, um, no, he was awful the first game, which is the game when he came in in the middle right, of the game on right, Monday night. Right, right, yeah. but the first start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Barkley, at the very least, has earned the backup job for next year. Uh, and again, someone, you know, there's going to be teams just like this year that end up without a quarterback, so he could be starting if the Bears don't get anybody. It really looks like there's no QBs at the, in the first half of the first round. So there's no, there's no, like, Garoppolo should go for, like, three first-round picks. Yeah, let, let's, let's wait till like, you know, the season's over to start talking about the draft. But I, well, I when get your it. team is four nine, nine, that's all yeah, you want to talk about. Have. You should only yeah. be talking about the draft. You guys are going to have the twentieth pick. Very exciting. No, well, we'll get to the Vikings in a second. All right. Uh, see. Uh, okay, so we're both picking the Packers, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Number thirteen, a, a Saturday game, a Shabbos game. So uh, the Miami Dolphins come to visit the Jets. 
It's uh, Bryce Petty and, and uh, Matt Moore. Excitement. Saturday evening. I mean, Petty stinks. His arm, he has a big arm, but he's inaccurate. He said he learned how to read defenses playing Madden, which isn't a great sign. And playing Madden like last year, not when he was a kid. Uh, that's how he figured out how to read like defenses and see what yeah. the safeties are doing. Uh, he tosses balls up. It's like a weird heavy ball, but it goes really far. He's a very unusual quarterback. He's a little fat. Yeah. He's only throwing Robbie Anderson also. Right. He, he, he's only interested in Robbie Anderson. No interest in Brandon Marshall whatsoever. Or, or Anunwa. He ignores or Anunwa. Yeah, Anunwa, forget about it. And Anunwa's like not even blocking as much as he used to, and he still doesn't get yeah. any passes. Brandon Marshall should get like a Congressional Medal of Honor for not losing like it, it, like his cool this year at all. He's been like he's so sad. He's the team leader at this point. Yeah, he's yeah, really sad. His sort of mental mindset went from being like a real hothead with trouble, and then he like got psychological help, and now he's like like the like sort of like the coolest, most laid back guy in the NFL. Yeah, I actually want to keep, even though like his skills are diminishing and he's old, I would be fine. The Jets are going to cut more veterans than like we've ever seen before because they're like fifty yeah. million dollars over the cap. No, but, but he's a great guy to have in the in the clubhouse. Like I agree, really and good. and I think he could like if you have a decent quarterback, he can still play. Like the one thing, the reason the Jets were ten and six last year is because Marshall and Decker were really good, and it's hard to stop both of them. And they yeah. had and ten, a lot of and a lot of drop picks for Fitzpatrick and There's a lot, lot of drop, yeah. They, yeah, of course, a lot of luck, and the, all their wins were against bad teams, essentially, except for the Patriots game. But they, I mean, they won ten games last year, and they had ten games last season where Marshall and Decker caught touchdowns, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Uh, so here's my question. So we talked last week about how it's so phenomenal to watch like the snow games on TV. Yeah. Last week, uh, Sunday Night Football, Dallas at New York. The game is taking place, you know, less than ten miles from my house, mm-hmm. and there was snow outside the Meadowlands. And I looked at my windows; no snow whatsoever. Well, so did NBC just manufacture the snow? It's possible. Maybe it was fake. But I will say the like the dusting of snow doesn't do it for me. No, you got to have the And the night snow. game, no, it just makes me feel a little cold. Yeah. I like <laughs> seeing the 1 o'clock Lambeau or Buffalo snow all over the field. That's, oh, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to see a dusting of snow in like New York or Cleveland at 8 yeah. o'clock. Not that Cleveland's on at 8 o'clock. I remember like once Friday upon night. a time. So I, I drafted Antonio Gates in his rookie season in fantasy football when nobody knew who he was. Why did you uh, draft him if no one knew who he was, liar? Well, it was, it was the last round, and I needed a random tight end, and I was okay. like, just, you know. Do you have proof for talk. this? Well, I'm telling you, well, the proof is my memory that um, in the playoffs in week 14, 15, whatever it was, San Diego played at Cleveland. Are you sure you didn't pick him up when he was good? They, uh, San Diego had a game at Cleveland in about week 14 or 15, covered in snow. The only touchdown was Antonio Gates got open for like an 80-yard touchdown down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. So he got me like 15 fantasy points. Actually, yeah, now I, I want to go. See- Gates and Witten are going to be doing this like, you know, until they're 50. Yeah. It's great. Everyone else retired uh, when they were 27. All right. Let's see. Antonio Gates game log. Oh, am I wrong? Oh, oh yeah. no question. You probably oh, didn't man. even draft him that year. So then maybe it was 2004. Mm, let's see. Yeah. You should just call everyone on everything they say because uh, 90% of found, what people tell it. you is a lie. Found it. Found it. Here it is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. night. It's two thousand four. His second season. Oh, a little we, different. Like, yeah. Oh, we, after he was already good, you you knew that he was good. I got it. No, no, no. No, hold on, hold on. His he wasn't even season, drafted. The idea that you would have picked yeah, him up before the yeah. season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. His rookie season, he had twenty four catches for three hundred yards. You Nobody shouldn't be him. like perpetuating this. You should be deleting okay. this from the podcast because you lied. <laughs> no. no I, okay. It was his second year. His first relevant year. Okay. Now mm, I'm opening up. Okay. The, now I'm checking the two thousand four draft, and yeah. let's see. Chester's team, tight end Antonio Gates, fifteenth round, yeah, fourth to second last year. Round. No one's impressed anymore. Yeah, it was because nobody ever heard of him. He had twenty four catches the year before. So I called you on it, and I was right. That, that's all you have to say. Kiva, you called me on it, and you were right. It's ironic. Did you know that Antonio Gates used to play basketball? It's worth noting now because I just dunked on you. All right, keep going. Uh, anyway, so the point is, in 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 his in his breakout season, his second season, when he had eighty one catches for nine hundred and sixty four yards and thirteen touchdowns. 
in week 14, they were at Cleveland. He had one catch for 72 yards and a touchdown, uh, which was a uh, fantastic uh, way for me to uh, win my uh, week 14. So I guess it would have been the first round of the playoffs for me that year mm-hmm. in our 2004 fantasy league. All right, that's enough time spent on that. And by the way, you were dumb. If you drafted him, you were actually dumb for drafting him. In the same league you have now? Yeah. Okay. What were we talking about now? I'm completely distracted. Oh. Oh, so Miami at the Jets. Is it going to snow on Sunday? We don't know. Who are you picking? Any chance the Jets win? Yeah, of course. Matt Moore isn't good. If Matt Moore comes out and is bad, the Jets could win. You know, they, they're coming off a win, so maybe they have a little bit of pep in their step. I don't, I don't think the Jets will win. The truth is, with Tannehill, they played a coin toss game. The Dolphins won on a kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, so I, I fear the Jets will win this game. And if the Jets win once more, they'll probably still get the sixth pick, which is where they are now. But if they win two more, it's a disaster. They're going to be in double digits. All right, so you're picking Dolphins or Jets here? I'm going to pick the Jets, unfortunately. All right, I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Matt Moore is an interesting guy because usually if you're a football player, you don't have a traditional job the way most people do, you know, where you work for a company for a bunch of years, you're moving year to year. But Matt Moore has had the, be- the second-string quarterback job there for a decade. Yeah. Different guys have come and gone ahead of him, but he holds on yeah. to the number two spot. Who, you know, he's like Irvin Johnson on the Bucks. He was like always the backup center. I have no idea who the... the oh, 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 Irvin Johnson. Oh, yeah, Sorry, Milwaukee the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, not the Tampa Bay Bucks. Irvin what Johnson... He was also on. He was the starter for the Wolves in 2004, the year they went to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. He played eight. No, he played eight minutes a game. But you know, he's one of like the starters. This is only there. this is only more sixth year on the Dolphins because he played four years on the Panthers first. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it seems like he's been around for a lot longer. All right, uh, the number twelve game of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, who are two and eleven, and somehow uh, Gus Bradley uh, still employed. They are going to Houston. Houston, uh, we thought was garbage when they were six and three, when they were six and four, when they were six and five, when they were six and six, and then they went into Indy. And pull off a big upset last week. And now it looks like they are in the driver's seat to win that division. Yeah. I mean, again, we've been saying it all year. Houston's going to ruin that first week of the playoffs by... Yeah, everybody wants to see Tennessee in that game. Yeah, Mariota will make... They'll lose, but he'll make something happen. He'll have a play world where you'll be like, ooh, I'm very excited to see Mariota next year. He's going to be good. Yeah, but the the only way to get Tennessee into that game is Houston has to lose at home one of the next two weeks either Cincinnati next week, which is more likely, or Jacksonville this week. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what I happens. I can't see Jacksonville beating a lot of people anymore, but Cincinnati is yeah. just as good as Houston, if not better. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're both picking Houston here, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the three-star games. New Orleans at Arizona, both teams are actually, you know, because they lost, both teams are eliminated from the playoffs. Arizona, not mathematically, but, but practically speaking, they are. But it's still a good game, I think. You know, you still have two uh, decent offenses, and uh, you'll see a lot of points in this game. It should be fairly close. But New Orleans at Arizona, probably meaningless. But uh, I'll pick Arizona, who will win, just to keep their slimmest margins of hopes alive. Yeah, it doesn't affect the game, but the Cardinals just cut Michael Floyd, as we've been, been, as we've been talking. Yeah, um, it's a rough year for Michael Floyd, because he's, he's it's, his, it's his walk year. He's a free agent. He's hoping to make a lot of money. You know, if you remember... In, he's not going to make fan, any money. He's like a, he's well, like yeah. a waiver wire. Like, well, yeah, but, to talk, but to, talk about, to talk about fantasy, going into the year, John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Michael Floyd were like exactly next to each other in every like preseason. Yeah, it was season. crazy. They were literally like yeah. three, one, two, three. Yeah, and Fitzgerald, uh, you know, obviously created a lot of gap there, and Floyd had a bad season and was injured and now is getting DUIs and now is unemployed, so... Sad story all around. Yeah, and he's a Minneapolis boy, so I feel a little bit bad for him. But All right, uh, so uh, New Orleans at Arizona. You're picking Arizona as well? Or? I'll pick the Cardinals. I, they're such a weird team. Like, there are weeks where you're like, oh, man, this Cardinals team, I remember why they were so good last year. And then there's weeks where they don't even show up. Yeah, I mean, like, like when they Atlanta. destroyed Tampa Bay, for example, at home. Tampa Bay, a team who now has much better playoff odds than, than Arizona does. All right, uh, the Thursday night game, L.A. Rams, now coached by John Fossil <laughs> at Seattle. Here's my question. Of all the weeks to fire... Fisher, 
why are they firing him when it's three days turnaround for Fossil? I hear you. Yeah, the only reason I have this game higher than the games we've already mentioned is because of the fact that, first of all, Seattle just completely no-shows on offense randomly once in mm-hmm. a while. And also because Seattle specifically has always had trouble with the Rams. Yeah, they the, lost Rams the Rams games are, were must-watch with Jeff Fisher at this point because he became such a cartoon the last yeah. few weeks. Uh, and now it's depressing because he's gone. The pro- Supposedly the players liked him, which is bizarre. And he is actually, he's still tweeting out a help for them for their game plan. He said, you know, you guys have to watch out for Sean Alexander and Matt Hasselbeck, Daryl Jackson. Oh, is so. that a joke? Yes, that's a joke. Oh, my God. A hundred podcasts in, you try a joke. Oh, I thought you meant because Jeff Fisher's in, like, the Tyson zone that anything he does is actually believable. No, I knew you were joking. I was just, like, shocked that you made a joke. What do you mean? I make bad jokes you make fun of every week. I, they must slip by me. I, I thought They must assume you're being serious. Holy cow. No, you won't. All right, I don't know what's happening. Leave the jokes right, to me. All right. Okay, that's what you say every time. Uh, all right, so Seattle be- – <laughs> Seattle's going to uh, destroy the Rams probably. Although, oh, yeah. You know. yeah. If, I, the Rams are a strange team. Like once in a while they do get up usually for Seattle. But, man. How, this... how hilarious is it that the garbage Detroit Lions are right now the two seed? Would right now have a bye if the playoffs started today in the NFC. That's just incredible. Yeah, you should be allowed to. If you're like the second best team in your conference, you should be allowed to get a bye if, even if you don't win your division. New rule. Well, you know, my, my rule, of course, is that there should only be one bye, that we should have seven playoff teams, and only yeah. the one team should get a bye. That, that might happen. They've been talking about that. I don't know why they're so – they have to almost wait for the TV deal because you make ESPN, like, pay another zillion dollars for that second playoff game on, on Saturday crazy, or Sunday. It's crazy to me that that hasn't happened yet. It's just, you know, with all the expansion. Well, so you, you, yeah, it's, it's an extra two playoff games, so you're making yeah. – you're giving ESPN better, another game and then NBC better, another game. Better for coaches, better for everybody. The number nine game of the week – is Oakland at San Diego. Oakland, as we said, is pr- is almost certainly locked into the five seed at this point. Obviously, they have a chance if, if they win a bunch and Kansas City loses a bunch, but it's not going to happen. So Oakland, I think, is actually going to lose this week at San Diego. These teams always play each other pretty close. Phillip Rivers has just been abysmal the last couple weeks. He won't stop throwing interceptions. Yeah, I don't, know, I I don't know if the Chargers have enough. Although every time I see that Tyrell Williams, he well, looks pretty sweet. Yeah, he's good. You, you like how tall and skinny he is. He's very tall, um, very skinny. Yeah, he, they're still... They're still close in all their games. And again, Oakland, I think, has a little bit of a letdown because after last week's loss, they're just – they have almost no way – they would have to win out and have Kansas City lose two more games. So it's not happening. They're the five seed. They're going to go at Houston or at Tennessee. Oakland, in, uh, Houston, in, uh, baby. Very excited for it. Oh, well, Oakland, yeah. Tennessee, I would actually like. I would enjoy that game. Oakland, Tennessee will be a good game. Oakland, Houston will be unwatchable. Unwatchable. Yeah. You know, Derek Carr, uh, you know, I thought we'd talk about this later, but let's talk about the MVP race right now. Yeah, so, let's do it. So Derek Carr – Going into last week, I mean, last week's game was so abysmal. I think he averaged, like, what, 2.4 yards per attempt? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the worst games you've ever seen a quarterback uh, have. Yeah. Although, and, ironically, it was better than every game David Carr ever had. Yeah. But he, I think, that game, he single-handedly eliminates himself from the MVP race. Right now, I have him in Chester quarterback ratings as the number nine quarterback on the season. You cannot be an MVP when you're not even a top quintile, uh, top quarter quarterback, right? So, to me, there's no way Derek Carr can be in the MVP consideration. And so I guess we have to ask – I mean, I'll ask you first, Akiva. Not who should who, – who will be, but who should be. If you were voting today, who would you vote for MVP of the NFL? I, I, I'm leaning towards Matt Ryan. Okay. I have no Same problem way. if you pick Brady because I think at the end of the day, if they're the one seed and, you know, he played 12 games, I don't have a problem with Brady. So – Here's the thing with Matt Ryan. Statistically, he's the number two quarterback this year behind Brady. But because of the extra four games, he has 1,000 more yards than Brady. He has eight more touchdowns than Brady. So he does have the bigger, you know, the bigger cumulative numbers than Brady. But to me, the issue is that they're eight and five. 
are you really going to reward the MVP to some team? For a team to be sort of, like, good but nothing special, a guy has to have a – like, when Adrian Peterson had that historic 2,000-yard season for the Vikings. Editor's note. At this point, we lost Akiva's audio for the next eight minutes or so. So I will have to chime in and tell you what Akiva said at that point in the conversation. Well, that's the thing. This year, who's... Yeah, so that's the thing. Going into last week, I had Dak Prescott. Now, and we'll get to this when we discuss the Cowboys, it's a question whether Dak Prescott should even be the starting quarterback of his team. You know, Alex, the funny thing about the NFL is we totally change our opinions every single week. A week ago, we loved Dak Prescott. Now we want him to get benched. Well, it's such a small sample size. You only have 16 games, so that's what's going to happen. But I just think you can't be Dak. It can't be Zeke because, you know, I tweeted this out. Jordan Howard has had better numbers than him. If anybody on the Cowboys, it's the offensive line. So even though Tom Brady missed four games, and even though they went three and one in those four games and would have went four and zero oh if uh, you know if they had Garoppolo against Buffalo, to me I still think it's Brady. But it's you know it's the least exciting, the least earned MVP season that we've had in a long time. Nobody really deserves it this year. Yeah, it's like Bill Simmons says: sometimes the award should be smaller in a given year. It's like it's like sometimes the Oscar goes the same way. You know, there's no great movie, and so you just give it to Crash. If if the Falcons win their next three games and eleven and five, and if Matt Ryan. Well, he, he, he's at 4,050 yards right now, so he can go on a tear. If he gets the 5,000 yards... You know, Alex, I don't think there's so much excitement in the NFL about a guy hitting 5,000 yards. It's not that it's a big round number, but he's, he has 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. If he has 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns... Alex, do you really think a guy can get 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns in three games? Yeah, he could. Three and a half touchdowns and 300 yards a game. It's possible. I'm saying if he if he does that and they go 11 and five, in that case I say he's the MVP. But otherwise, it's going to be hard for Brady to uh to lose it for me, even though yeah, not really deserves. So yeah, that. Well, the thing is, the MVP award usually goes to the quarterback of a team that has a bye. So that's why it's going to be Brady, because you're not going to give it to Alex Smith, and you're not going to give it to Dak Prescott anymore, and you're not going to give it to Zeke Elliott because, as we said, it's really the offensive line, and. You're not going to give it to Russell Wilson because he threw too many interceptions last week in Lambeau Field in Green Bay. What are you going to do? Give it to Matt Stafford if the Lions finish in the two seed? Yeah, and Stafford hasn't even, like, everybody's melting over Stafford. Like, Stafford hasn't had, like, a phenomenal season. He's had had phenomenal individual drives at the end of games that they've won, but his numbers aren't that great. You know, both of the Vikings games they should have lost. It was complete bullshit. You know, thank you to Blair Walsh, obviously. And if you flip those two games, they're 7-6 and six and nobody's even talking about them. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan has to have an incredible last three games. Otherwise, it's probably going to Brady. Uh, so Oakland at San Diego. I'm picking San Diego for the upset. What about you? I am going to pick the Oakland Raiders to travel into San Diego and win the football game in San Diego. All right. Uh, the, uh, the, the next game, the eighth best game of the week, is the Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. The Colts, with that shocking loss at home last week to Houston, they're pretty much done because they lose the tiebreaker to Houston. So they need to win out and have Houston lose. So Indy will be just about officially eliminated, uh, mathematically eliminated, if they lose the Vikings this week. I'm, it's funny because, as I, you know, nobody was happier to see Adrian Peterson get injured than me when he, when, you know, I didn't even want him to be on the team this year. I said they could do better without him. And now I've completely reversed myself. I'm all in on Peterson. They're going to beat the Colts this week to get to 8-6. and six, And then Peterson's playing in Week 16 against the Packers. We're going to go into Green Bay and win that game. And we're going to make the playoffs because of Adrian Peterson. So uh, I've completely reversed myself. I'm shameless. I don't care what he does to his own children as long as uh, he, you know, runs for 100 yards behind this uh, leaky offensive line. So uh, I'm picking the Vikings this week, obviously. Uh, what about you? I am going to pick the Colts to win in Minnesota. The Vikings haven't beaten anybody other than Jacksonville in about three months. Well, well no, they beat the Cardinals two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I forgot. To be honest, I've stopped paying attention to the NFL now that the Jets suck. 
So people really shouldn't be paying attention to anything I say. Yeah, and they have two games against the Lions that, you know, anyways. All right, okay. Um, okay, so, but you are picking the Colts. Uh, mark it down. Uh, Philly at Baltimore is our next game. The Eagles, you know, sort of looked like they were crashing and burning, but they uh, they had a very close game against Washington, which they could have won last week. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz had his best game in, a, in probably about a month. And But the thing is, Philly has, even when they were good earlier in the year, they were much, much better at home than they were on the road. So into Baltimore, a game that Baltimore absolutely has to win. I don't see a way that Philly can. I think it'll be reasonably close, but I, can, I there's no way I can see Philly winning this game. Well, I'm not sure who to pick because the game is in Philadelphia. So maybe the Eagles have a... No, it's in Baltimore. If it was in Philly, I would... If it was in Philly, I would pick Philly. I picked Philly to beat Washington last week, but it's in Baltimore, so. Oh, yes, you're right. I forgot. Well, because of that, I will take the Ravens. The Ravens are much better than the Eagles. Yeah, well, Flacco's had, Flacco's had two good games in a row. By the way, Alex, I've thought of a worse Super Bowl than New York-Baltimore. What could be worse? If the Giants play Pittsburgh and we get Deflategate 2.0. But Deflategate 2 came and went so quickly, I don't think it'd even be... Well... It would be something for the media to talk about. And by the way, the Giants and Steelers' ownerships are incestuous. Yeah, they're like, like they're like intermarried with each other, literally. There's literally a person named Rooney Mara, so a very attractive person, actually. Very attractive. Uh, is she still an actress? I haven't heard from her in a little while. Well, she has short hair, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cross podcast reference. All right, my number six game of the week is the Carolina Panthers at uh, Washington. Washington, with their win last week, that effectively eliminated the Cardinals and a bunch of other teams. The Vikings are also in an extremely bad situation. The Vikings need Carolina to go into Washington this week and win it. And so I'm going to pick Carolina because I'm uh, desperately hoping that it will happen. If Washington wins this game, the Vikings are in a huge amount of trouble, even if they win out. What about you? Any chance Carolina can go into Washington and win? Carolina sucks. No chance they win. I mean, Carolina looked really good last week. Just ignore, ignore the Seattle game, and they've looked good for the last five or six weeks. Yes, but it was hard for me to ignore that game. Because they looked so bad on national television. Well, this game's on Monday Night Football again. So, Cam, I'm just begging you, please wear a tie. I don't care what kind of tie you wear. Just, you know, I need you to I need you to win this game. Okay, uh, the number five game of the week, Tennessee at Kansas City. Who would have guessed that this would have been a, such a highly ranked game a month ago? But the Titans, as we said, you know, I still think that they're on the outside looking in just because they're going to lose the tiebreaker to Houston. So they need to pull some kind of – they need. I mean, look, they've had a couple of impressive wins. They need to pull one more out of their butt somewhere. And uh, if they win at Kansas City this week, that would be it. But um, Kansas City is the much better team to me right now. Mariota had, what, like 74 yards last week? Granted, it was against Denver, but still. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, Kansas City to win this game. I agree. The Chiefs are going to win. Yeah. All right, uh, now let's get to the four-star games. And this game was flexed into Sunday night. All right, uh, Tampa Bay at Dallas, flexed into Sunday night. Insane that this game has been flexed. But the thing is that the Cowboys have looked so bad the last two weeks that it's possible. I mean... Tampa, I think, is Tampa people are really overrating Tampa at this point. They've won a bunch of games in a row, but they haven't really been that impressive. You know, Alex, I just want to say before my audio comes back on, you know, I often make jokes on the podcast about how stupid you are, how terrible you are, how wrong you always are. But the truth is, you're always right, and I'm always wrong. This is especially true for the fight we're going to have at the end of this week's episode. So... I'm going to pretend that I think you're completely wrong, and I'm going to try to go the listeners into agreeing with me, but secretly I know you're right, and all the listeners know as well. So listeners, please tweet at Akiva and tell him that he was wrong, and that an NHL survivor pool will last five days, which would make it a waste of time. Not that an NHL wins pool is the greatest idea in the world. Perhaps we should do neither, 
and just do something for the NHL playoffs or forget about hockey altogether because we don't live in Canada. Yeah, so anyway, so we have the Tampa Bay Bucks going into Dallas. Dallas looked really bad the last couple weeks. Tampa Bay has been, you know, finding a way to win. There's no way they're going to win this week, right? No, no, I think Tampa's going to win this game. Oh, wow. You're picking Tampa to go into Dallas and win. Yeah, All Dallas right, so, is reeling a little bit. Okay, so the, here's the question. Does Dak lose his job to Tony Romo? No, 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 stop. The, the, the footsteps get a little louder after this week, but Dak doesn't lose his job. If they lose at home to Tampa, they had an awful game against the Vikings. He had an even worse game against the Cowboys. Like, if Tony Romo was playing last week, they would have beaten the Giants. No, because sure. Tony Romo is a shell of himself, and he can barely stand up and walk. And no, they know Tony that, Romo which might... is why he's not even the, he's not even the backup. Not... Right? Isn't is Sanchez the backup? No, Romo's the backup now. He's back at number two. Are you, wasn't Sanchez active last game? Are you sure? Romo was active, yes, on Sunday night. He was? Yeah, maybe. maybe I can't imagine they'd have a third guy active. No. There's very few teams that do that right now. Yeah. Last time we saw Tony Romo, he was the best quarterback in the NFL. He might be brittle. He might yeah, break you're right. He has, been, he has been active the last couple weeks. Yeah. I'm mistaken. If, Dak, if Dallas loses at home to Tampa Bay, I guarantee you Tony Romo is starting in week 16. Against okay, fine. Bay. Just letting you know that week 17, Dak is starting again because Romo no way can hold up for a game. Again, he got like two season-ending injuries last year with like the greatest offensive line ever. He cannot All stay right. up anymore. Let's wait and see what happens. Let's, uh, so uh, you're picking Tampa Bay. I'm picking Dallas. I, I mean, I hope Tampa wins. Well, I don't hope Tampa wins as a Vikings fan. I hope Tampa wins as like a chaos fan. Because okay. that would be great chaos. Oh, is that, you're a chaos fan? That's your thing? Yeah. Number three game of the week, I have Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. The problem for Cincinnati is if they win out, they could be in the playoff race, but for the fact that Pittsburgh is playing Cleveland at home in week 17. Yeah. So, so Pittsburgh, there's no way Pittsburgh doesn't get nine wins, which means that Cincinnati, even if they win out, they're 8-7-1. and one. So I think Cincinnati is going to win this week. You know, Pittsburgh at, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati is still a great rivalry. I'm going to pick the home team. Uh, you know, I'm still not letting go of the team I picked to win the Super Bowl in the preseason. They're not going to yeah. make the playoffs, but I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh this yeah, week. The Bengals are bad, and the Steelers are going to kill them. Okay. All right, good. Another disagreement for us. Second game of the week, the two teams I hate the most in the league, the two worst 9-4 and four teams we've ever seen, the Giants, who were mediocre for 12 weeks and then beat the Cowboys because, you know, the Cowboys uh, were terrible and because, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had one good play. And the Lions, who were terrible for 11 weeks, had one good game in New Orleans, then were terrible again and barely beat the Bears in a game that they did not deserve to win. So uh, superfan Robbie, who's a Giants fan, he emailed us a bunch of Giants questions this week, so I thought we should try to answer them for him. All right, yeah, anything for Robbie. Yeah. All right, so first he asked, he asked uh, how terrible Eric Flowers is. So I looked it up. According to Pro Football Focus, Eric Flowers was the third worst player in the NFL in Week 13. Well, are, are you um, – do you subscribe to Pro Football Focus? No, I follow them on Twitter. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not paying them, but uh, but that was that article was a free article, so I will uh, I will include the link in the uh, podcast show notes. Uh, I'm sure the they'll be so honored. Yeah. Eric Flowers has been in the league for like two years now, and he's actually a solid tackle in the run game, I think. But mm-hmm. he's so bad at pass protection. Yeah, that's like a problem because mostly yeah. the Giants pass; they actually can't yeah. run the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, number two, uh, Robbie acknowledged that Eli hasn't looked great, which is an understatement. Eli mm-hmm. had actually there's a great. Uh, gif or jif showing how the Cowboys dropping uh, all their different interceptions on the Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eli was just absolutely atrocious. Uh, I, I retweeted this, I think, but I'll drop this in the show notes as well. Uh, Pro Football Focus lists how many turnovers each player should be responsible for, which means interceptions and dropped interceptions and then fumbles. And Eli Manning is leading the league by a long shot in turnovers. In how many, He should have like 29 turnovers. That's a lot. He's been absolutely terrible. So Robbie says, well, he, he feels Eli getting hot in the playoffs. And I'm like, all right, you can feel whatever you want, but as of right now, Eli Manning is a terrible quarterback. We've seen this before. We've seen him be terrible in December and then have a decent week 17 and all of a sudden win a Super Bowl. So 
It could happen, but there's no evidence to indicate that that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, number three, Robbie asked Rashad Jennings. He says, you know, he feels like Rashad Jennings is decent. So here's the no, thing. No, he thinks. Yeah. The Giants have the third worst offense in the NFL over the last six weeks. That's largely because of Eli, but their running game is also terrible. They're 31st in the league in rushing ahead of only the Vikings. They're 31st in yards per carry, again, ahead of only the Vikings. Yeah. Rashad Jennings um, got cut tomorrow. He wouldn't get ma- He might not even make a different team. Look, he had a good game against Cincinnati, and he had a good game against Chicago. But if we take those out, and I understand it's, you know, cherry-picking, takeout is two best games, not fair. But if we take those two games out, he's averaging two and a half yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, even on the season, when we include all his best games, he's averaging 3.4. That's not great. Yeah. To me, the eye test, Paul Perkins has looked better, but his numbers are actually identical. Last week, they were literally identical. They each had 15 carries for 45 yards against the Cowboys. On the season, Perkins is at 3.5. So I don't really know what the answer is uh, for the Giants in the running game, which is why, again, they just have three receivers on every single down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, Robbie says, how Giants is the season going to be? By the way, you know, the stat where the Giants have three receivers every single down, it's not a big deal. Like, their teams, like, the Jets play four receivers on, like, half their downs. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't have a tight end. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Like, the Giants, their defense looks good, but it's not nearly as good as the teams that won the Super Bowl. And no. The only, here's the thing. There's no elite team. Just like we said, there's no elite candidate for the MVP. There's no elite team right now. So could the Giants win the NFC? Well, the it's Patriots possible. are elite. Yeah, but other than the who, but in the NFC, who's elite? The I Cowboys. The we, Cowboys are pretty good. We well, until the last two weeks when they've looked very, very average on the road against you know what I would call borderline playoff teams in Minnesota and, and the Giants mm-hmm. and Seattle. Well, I call the Giants a playoff team, and I call the Vikings not a playoff team. So if you average them, they're a borderline playoff team. I mean, the Vikings destroyed the Giants when they played each other. So on a neutral field, I take the Vikings over the Giants every single time. Again, Eli's terrible. Sam Bradford's better than Eli. Can we, we organize this game? Because I'll bet like $50 million on it. Right we now. had this game already. The Vikings beat them earlier no, this like year today. on Monday Night Football. Today. They destroyed Where was that game? Touchdowns. Where was that game? It was in Minnesota, but still, they, they won by two neutral, touchdowns. Neutral field. As, as, well, they played a game once in Detroit. You guys like had a team collapsed. then. Now, it's, now you have no roster left. No, the Vikings had all the injuries already at that point. Uh, first of all, as we've discussed before, Eli's record against the Vikings is just horrific for whatever reason. Yeah, he sees that purple, and no matter who's on the team, yeah. whether it's John Randall or, or uh, you know. Does the purple Harris apply to Baltimore as well? Will he have four turnovers if we see that Giants? Well, you and I won't see the Giants-Ravens. We won't see it. We're going to be out to eat or something. <laughs> my dad takes my mom out to eat every year during the Super Bowl because he doesn't want to watch if the Jets aren't in it. Super uh, Well, I, 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 I respect the play. I respect the play. Mm-hmm. All right, so – um. Okay, so anyway, so Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I'm picking Cincinnati. You're picking Pittsburgh. Detroit at the Giants. Somehow, both teams deserve to lose. Maybe we'll see a tie. As a Vikings fan, all I want is whoever loses, whoever wins this, whoever loses this game, I need them to lose out because the Vikings okay. get the tiebreaker over the Giants. Uh, so if they both end up nine and seven, the Vikings would make the wild card ahead of them. And Detroit, the Vikings do not have the tiebreaker, so we need the Detroit to lose out and the Vikings to win out to get ahead of Detroit. So I don't care who wins this game as long as they lose the rest of their games. Can I say I don't care, or do I have to make a pick? No, you can say you don't care. You just right, get an L. You get an L for your pick. All right, fine. I'll, I'll pick the Giants. Whatever. Yeah, I'll go with the Giants also. All right. What a terrible game that is. All right, and then the uh, game of the week, clearly, although Denver's kind of reeling. New England at Denver. This game does not have the cachet it had a week or two ago, but but it, it, it's more important for Denver now because we thought, oh, they're just playing for seeding. Denver needs a win to make the playoffs. Yeah, Denver needs a win. I think that they'll, even if they win two out of three, they'll probably still be okay. And New England needs to win for home field. And New England does not want to go to Kansas City. We've seen them lose badly to Kansas City and Kansas yeah, no. City if New, Yeah, New England wants that, that one seed, obviously. Um, yeah. It's funny hearing I, Bill Simmons and Patriots fans stress about, like, oh, man, if we don't have the one seed, it's over. Like, we would cut off our, like, our, yeah. like anything. He's such an asshole. Just, uh, just to, like, just to have, an, like, a relevant game in Week 15. 
I just want yeah. to play meaningful games in like early December. Let alone late January. I mean, Bill Simmons is a horrible person. There's no disputing that. And I like also like there's not going to be, uh, like oh the Patriots like they're okay or whining about them. The like the minute Belichick and Brady are gone, they're going to be the worst team in the NFL for like ten years. And like the Patriots fans are are not going to talk about them. They're not going to follow them. They're going to like you like remember when the Braves were amazing and then they became bad and like they were barely popular when they were amazing. So the second they became bad. They had no fans anymore, and, like, the stadium was yeah. empty the entire season. And even, yeah. like, they weren't even selling up playoff games by the end of that run because they just – their fans were so spoiled. The Patriots fans are going to be a worse version of that when they finally become bad in, like, two, three years. Oh, it's can I give you a hot take out. now? Warning. Hot take approaching. Let me hear a hot take, sure. A Garoppolo week one starter for the Patriots next season. For what reason? Uh, I just think that they're going to – he always cuts bait one year early. I feel like you he's going to – Brady is getting cut. Brady's so the Patriots can win this – the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year and then cut their quarterback. Uh, uh, yes. Brady's not going to be in the – or he'll retire. He might retire. I mean – Like he'll be in Trump's cabinet or something. That is as hot a take as one can have. Yeah. Garoppolo, week one quarterback next year. Mark it down. Bet on it. Wow. I'm not going to bet on it, but uh, I will take note of it. And I have the Patriots winning that game. Who do you have winning that game? Look, I, I, respe- I respect the, the, the hotness of that take. I'm going to have to throw in our hot take drop, which I haven't done in a while. I've never heard it because I've never listened to the show, yeah. but – <laughs> you might even be lying about it. Just like you lied about a lot of things, like drafting a Tony Gates as a rookie. I don't know. I would have absolutely taken Denver before last week, but Denver's looked so bad. I guess I have I guess I'm gonna take New England. I guess so. Alright, so um that's all the game. Should, should we argue about pool of pools for a second? Yeah, okay. Uh you could turn this off if you don't care about pool of pools, but this was our big fight. Um so we we talked about the pool of pools last week, which is a series of pool, twelve months of pools dealing with all the major sports plus college football, college basketball, maybe one golf pool. And we got 30 people interested. Oh, yeah. I think we have 34 on our list already. It's going to be bigger yeah. than we thought. People seem excited about it. And the problem was that we sat we sat down. We had a, a Skype call to, like, work out what the pools are going to be. And we couldn't agree on, like, literally anything. <laughs> no, I, we agreed on a lot. Mm, we, can't even, we can't even agree on whether we agree <laughs> or not. Well, I would say part of the problem was that there were things that I thought we had agreed to. There were things that, like, on the chart were already bolded and finalized. Yeah, that you bolded, you moron. I Like, what does no, that mean? We, we were talking. We were both looking at the charts at the same time as we were talking. But basically, the, the biggest argument we had, there was two arguments. And I, I was, I'm 100% certain that anybody who's still listening, if there's one or more people who are still listening, there won't be one person who agrees with you on either argument. But the two arguments were, I wanted to do survivor pools. So, like, an MLB survivor pool, which I've been in before, which is you pick a team every week, and they just have to win half their games. They have to go 500 or better, and then you advance. It's the same as NFL, but it's by week instead of uh, by game. And then the NBA is, NBA is by game. But the big one was the NBA and NHL. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You're confused. Yeah, don't talk about baseball because we're only Okay, so fine. Let's, fine. Let's, let's, uh, let's ignore baseball for a second. So okay. and my idea, NBA pool, you pick a different team every day. Maybe we skip Thursdays because there's so few games. I have to look at the schedule. But uh, the idea was you pick, yeah, you pick a different team every day. You can't pick the same team twice. And whoever has the longest streak wins. Your idea. Okay. Well, which, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. You so pick your idea. Ma- there's two major problems with your idea. Number okay. one, you're already making caveats. Oh, you don't pick certain days of the week, you do pick other days of the week. But that's making- fine. You can make a caveat. Everyone knows that there's only two games on Thursday nights. I have to check the beginning of the season schedule because they don't go to TBS yet. But The other problem is yeah. that th- there is 0%. Sh- okay, if you have 30 people in this, mm-hmm. the fir- especially, and we were we never even got to NBA. We were fighting about NHL. So let's focus on the NHL. The same in exact the NHL, pool. No, no, it's not. Because in the NHL, the best teams win 55% of the time. In the NBA, the best teams win 90% of okay, the time. Okay, so I said we NHL's a double elimination pool. Well, 
So, okay, so then you're making even more confusing to track who has zero losses, who has one loss, who has two yeah, losses. Yeah, that's not so confusing. Anyone with a brain even, can track on. with zero or even one with, losses. Even with double elimination, even with double elimination, the pool would be over in a week because half the team— That's again, fine. They, that's fine. There's a new pool in three in three more weeks after that. There's but 12 pools. the problem pools. is that the whole point of the pool of pools is that every yeah. single month you're going to have the rankings from 1 to 32 or however many people are in our pool of how everybody did that month. So mm -hmm. you don't want tons of ties. You don't want a pool where you have a 16-way tie for— Fourth place. Who cares? There's one or two months that, that there's not a lot of there's not a lot of separation. Happens in golf tournaments sometimes too. It's after it round one and everyone's tied, and then there's moving day. That's what Saturday is moving day. Yeah, but that's but exactly they don't have a golf tournament that only lasts one day. You want to have that equivalent. You want to have a pool that no, but there's twelve tied. pools. This is just one out of the twelve pools. Yeah, but we're having twelve Who individual winners. We're having, win? we're having a point system for each one. The twelve pools are okay. So your thing, your idea, which is so insane. Uh, you'll try to explain it in under half hour. My idea is yeah. very, very simple. Every single day, you pick a hockey team to win a game. That's it. That's no, it. no, explain. That's because the whole pool. Is much worse. You pick a it's different team every yes. single day of the month. Meaning, it's the, even if a team like is, is has no chance of winning and is a 14-goal underdog, you have to pick them once. You have to pick every team once. Well, Meaning, that's how you have to map up a schedule like you're freaking no, no, no. John no, Nash. No, you don't have to map anything out. You're Akiva. Your pool is the exact same thing. In a survivor pool, you have to pick every team if you keep on going. The only reason you don't have to do it in your pool is because you acknowledge your pool is so bad that it's going to be done in four days. It's if not bad. Pool... That's good. But hold on. So what is good about your pool is the fact that it will be over really quickly. Well, that's not good, but that's just the that's Yeah, just you just said that's good about it. I mean, but it's the... better than yours. It, it's it's okay, not that my pool is the greatest thing ever invented. It's your pool is okay, literally but, garbage. Okay. It's not. Ideal, ideally, your pool would last the month. The goal is to last the month. And if it lasted the month, people would have to pick every single team the exact same way. Yeah, but God bless the two people that are still there with 25 games in who are deciding anyway, between the, the point is, I don't know who's my two pool bad NHL is the team. exact same as your pool, except instead of ending after three days, it ends after the month. There's, there's so much days. homework in your pool. You have to there's you no literally to have any chance of winning. You have to map out your your Nobody's schedule at the beginning of the year. What, what kind no of one who, no one who wants to lose is mapping out because you might Akiva. get to the end and you have three you have three teams to pick and they don't it doesn't even work. You can't even pick them because there there's so many days off. That it's like, well, I can't pick the Coyotes. But that's the same in your pool. That's exactly the same in your pool. It's that's exactly the not, same problem. Not because you, nobody's Why? mapping out 30 days because no one's making it 30 Nobody's days. mapping out anything in any pool except for psychos, John Nash people. Nobody's First of all, doing you, map, you, don't map thing, you don't map out 17 weeks in the NFL? NFL Survivor, I do, but NFL Survivor is a much different thing than NHL uh, so Survivor. I just realized you, uh, you just want to win. Oh, you know you're the only person who maps out this Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm getting yelled at my wife yeah. for being too loud. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Akiva, look what you've done. You're ruining my marriage. <laughs> I'm going to try to talk more quietly. Akiva, and we'll let the listeners decide. My idea is the exact same as your idea, and it has the exact same pratfalls as your idea, pitfalls, which is on certain days, there's only two or three games, and there's only two or three teams you can pick from. Mm -hmm. but, in, but in your pool... Yeah, which is fine. In your, okay, but all it is in my pool is every single day, you pick a team to win a game, that's it. At the end of the month, there's 30 days, everybody can get the max is 30 points. Nobody's going to get 30 points. The winner will have like 22 points. And okay. then second place will have 21 and 2019. Yeah. It's the same thing as yours, except that you don't get eliminated. Okay, but it's a full-time job. It's not fun. My pool is fun. Survivor pools are fun. Wait. That's why people do them. You invented First your all, pool and no one would ever do it because it's why, awful. Why is it a full-time job? I'm going to go on the I have to thing. email you a pick every single day. Let's say I'm going on vacation. And that's I have to like make, yeah. a, make a pick six days in advance. That, that's insane. How is that any different from Survivor? You have to do the exact same thing. Because if How I'm the it, last person in Survivor, I'm happy to make my one pick, and no one's making 30 days of picks. But 
only because it's going to end. But yeah, in the first it's going to end because okay. I want if I have no chance of winning, I don't have to worry about hold picking. On, hold on, hold when on, I'm hold four on, hold and on, nineteen. Hold on. So according to you, if I'm yeah. going on vacation the first week of the month, no, no, you can't pool, go on vacation the first week of the month. People can't go on vacations in our pools. no, no. In both of our pools, you can't go on vacation the first right. week of the month. It's not the point. Is either way okay? Tonight there's four games in the NHL. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm looking at the four games in the NHL. Mm-hmm. The best team is the Penguins, so I'm just going to pick the Penguins. Okay. In your pool, you're going to do the exact same thing, correct? I mean, probably. Yeah. So we both picked the Penguins. How long did that take? Ten seconds. Looking at tomorrow's games. Tomorrow there's eight games. Looking at the standings. Yeah, but in my pool, I know on days two and three and four that I could pick whoever I want because I'm never making it to day 30. In your pool, I have to worry about the 30th day of the month. Wait, what what do you – I don't know what that means. What do you mean? Or the 28th day because I think this pool is in February. But what do you you mean you have to worry about? Everyone else knows what I mean. Let's go to the second Uh, argument where you're even wrong. on day two, okay, now I'm looking at day two. The Blackhawks have 42 points. They're placing the Islanders, who only have 27 points, and picking the Blackhawks in day Should two. Should we do an NFL right. pool with your rules? Would that be more fun than the Survivor pools we do? No, because the NH- that's different. Because in the NFL, it is possible to last in Survivor for two reasons. First of all, there's only 16 games. Second of all, we know a lot more about the teams. And third of all, in the NFL, the best team wins the overwhelming majority of the time. Overwhelming. Teams go 50 50- yeah, teams go 15-1 in the NFL. No team in hockey is going to win 90% of their games, or even 80% of their games, even 70% okay. of their games. Okay. That's the difference. A hundred percent. In the in the NBA, if you mm-hmm. wanted to do a survivor pool, you could do it straight survivor, just like in NFL. You can't do it in NHL. That's the point because okay. it'll be over in four days. That's okay. all. The other pool was, and this was the craziest thing anyone's ever said. So yeah. my idea was, so because we're doing monthly standings and there's an overall winner of the pool that gets at least half the money from the pool, the, so like, let's say there's 30 people in the pool. So the first person, I don't know if it'd be 30, 29, 28, 27, but it might be something like that. Maybe there's a bonus for first. Maybe there's a, uh, you know, like uh, a, a negative for, for uh, coming last. But your idea but, was, what well, no, let me, let me. But you're making all these caveats. You're making it more confusing. Maybe do this. Maybe do that. Don't make it confusing. Make it. I'm not making it confusing. We just haven't decided the exact rules yet because it's the pool hasn't been set up, and I'm not making it more confusing. It will be on paper before we start. Your idea. Explain your idea. My idea is incredibly simple. There's 12 months. Pretend that pretend you're going to school and you have a class and you have 12 tests in the month. All right. I'm already excited. Anytime you can bring up tests when we talk about a pool, I'm excited. There's 12 pools. Each pool is max worth 100 points. That's okay. it. If you win, the whoever is the best person that month gets 100. It's 100 out of 100. They get 100 points. Congratulations. So far, everyone's going to be with you. Now the next thing you're going to say, people are going to throw their computers out the window. Keep going. Okay. So let's say as an example yes. that we decided to do the NHL pool the way that I wanted to do it. Okay. And the guy wins Wrong the pool. He gets, he gets 22 points. He won the month with 22 points. Okay? Uh-huh. He dominated everybody else. Second place... Only got 11 points. This guy literally doubled up the next best person. Mm-hmm. The way you would do it, you get 100 points for guy number one and 99 points for guy number two or 30, 29, whatever it is. Sure, There's yeah. The, okay, but the, but, but the point is that there should be a award for the fact, the margin of victory. So the way I said it is first guy gets 100 points. Second guy, 11 divided by 22 is 50. He gets 50 points. You just, whatever percentage what of the, the best eight, What score, about the eighth place guy? What did the eighth place guy score? Uh, 14. He, well, how, well, 14 is more than 11. Oh, sorry, of seven. <laughs> Okay, so he gets 7 out of 22. Yeah, so basically, you like, in December, if someone was trying to figure out if they're going to win the pool or not, or come in second or not, they need, like, uh, an abacus. Well, they don't need an abacus. They get 32 points. 7 divided by 22 is, 30, is 32. 32%. So is that out of 100 or 32? It doesn't matter. You have it out of whatever. It doesn't matter, because every pool is different. So, okay. so to make evaluating easy, them the same, we're coming in yeah. second, and one pool is impressive. Exactly. And well, coming that's in- why I'm saying, to make it easy, make each month out of 100. So a perfect somebody who ran the table would get 1,200 points in our league. 
So each month is out of 100. The first place guy gets 100. So if the first place guy got 22 points... Nobody has a problem with the first place guy. You're avoiding the second through 30th where it's insanely confusing. Second through 30th, they're graded on a curve relative to the first guy. That's it. A curve divided by 100. So nobody's going to know, hey, Akiva, what do I need to do? Because like, I don't know. It depends on 40 different factors. No, it's people, it on people want to do a lot of division when they join pools. That's what I found. I've been First running pools since I was in fifth grade, and I, the only complaint I ever get is more division. We need more effing division for but this. You're pool. creating a pool. You know what's fun? The SATs. That's what I want the pool to be like. You. That's what you, the example you gave. It's like everyone likes the SATs. We're going to be no. exactly like the SATs. That's what you said to me. I said that we just want to make it fair. We and you agreed with me that it's more fair my way. You agreed about that. But every pool is different. There's some pools that they're destroying, and there's some pools where it's. It's not destroying. Exactly. exactly. But, but that's, and that's why there should, that's why should, there should be a ward. Because no. if I barely eke by a victory over you, the difference shouldn't be the exact same. Is it, but it's forgettable between first and second. What really matters is in between. Because sometimes the difference between second place and 18th place is, is smaller than the difference between first and second, for example. It's not fair that if I'm in 18th place by the smallest fraction of a point that I get so fewer points than the guy in fourth place, right? Like, go look at our 32 fans pickup pool, for example, right? You finished in first place. You have 132 points on the season, right? Mm-hmm. Emily Easterly finished in 27th place with 130 points. She was basically as good as you on the season. But she's 26 spots below you because of luck, right? So I'm saying 135, 132 is 98.4. If you get 100 points, Emily should get 98 points. Oh, Not- yeah. Anything, anytime you could bring in point four, I think that makes it much more fun. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You are the one who said there's nothing worse than fantasy leagues that don't use decimals. Now you're anti-decimals? I'm not anti-decimal for Fantasy League. I'm anti-decimal for, like, when you're getting to the thousands. The thousands? What do you mean? Who's talking about the thousands? Well, I'm going to win all 12 pools. That's 1,200 points. So now we're getting into 1,000. Well, no, because if you have 1,200, then you don't need to worry about anything because you won in a a walk-off. Mm-hmm. Who's won the second-place guy? (laughs) Well, if you you won all 12 pools, then the second-place guy is so far behind you. Anyway. Maybe um, we should make an exemption for that. I should get all the money if I win by so much. Again, but, it, but it's not about the, the margin between first and second. It's, it's mm. in between. It's because it, it, when you have 30 people in a pool, when you have five people or 10 people in a pool, it doesn't really matter. But when you have a large number of people in a pool, it's unfair yeah. for the guy in 25th place that if he got, the, if he got one more point, he jumps from 25th to 12th. Yeah. That's yeah. stupid. Life That's the point. Tough. That in the middle of the pool, there's one point makes a huge difference. And so you shouldn't, you know, whatever. I don't need to give more examples. The point is you're Okay, wrong. here's the deal. If someone thinks Akiva's right, uh, probably, you know, if you know how to download a podcast, I'm sure you think that I'm right, then email us and let us know. If you think Chester's right, I guess just jump but, in but, a fire and but, kill yourself. But what's your actual – so your solution is that if, if you finish in 25th place yeah. in a given month – you get mm-hmm. the same number of points regardless of whether you yeah. were one point out of 24th place or 100 points out of 24th Yeah, because place. it's it's fan-friendly and it's easy to follow. So many people, when I email the long pools, they'll email back and be like, just tell me what I have to do. I'll make Explain any pick you want. Why just is your why is yours easier to follow than mine? Either way, to, to answer your original question, somebody's going to say in the last month what I need to do to win. It's relative to what other people need to you, do. And you, but my answer is I will be able to tell you, and you'll be like, well, I'll let you know on no. December 31st. No, that's not true. It's the, we have both of the exact same answers. You're not what you want to do, I understand in a perfect world is fine, but you just described the decathlon, which again went from the, the biggest thing on the planet where Bruce, the, the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner, was literally the biggest athlete in the world in 1980. Okay. And the scoring no. gets into the 10,000s, and you literally – the announcers are literally figuring out on the air. I cannot refute you, and I have no idea how they score. But my point is – Yeah, it's the scoring is impossible, and they can't show it on television because no one knows who's winning. Okay, but what does that have to do with our, with our thing? 
because your scoring is the Cathlon scoring. It Half goes. The- it doesn't go by how you win. It's like there's literally a formula for like how long you throw the javelin equals yeah, this X is- number of points. Yeah, but this isn't. We're not doing that. There's no formula. Ironically, here. I would love to throw a javelin through your skull right now. So, there's, well, we don't have a formula. Okay. All right, we gotta stop arguing because. Uh, oh, I really have to go. go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, if you think I'm right, email me. If not, I guess this is the last time you're listening to podcast. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.